Myself out of the light. <laughs> There's an awesome lineup of comics, and they're back, and they can hear you. And let's clap for them. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. You guys feel far tonight. Everybody feels. They so feel far, far right? don't they? Yeah. Very rarely are these. This is weird. You're far. You're far. You yeah. feel far. Everyone uh, chose to leave. You're a really seat far. For the Lord. You feel far. Yeah. <laughs> And the Lord, you're, as you we believe, all know, does not chuckle. I know. <laughs> you, you believe in, like, a plurality of deities? Yeah, like just a Lord la- laying. Oh, you, that's one long Lord? That's one long Lord. <laughs> Doesn't that feel like that would be so uncomfy? Um, yeah, it would. But, I mean, you know, it's like God or whatever. So. <laughs> whatever people great, believe in. Great point. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Are you into the chair god or the lounging lord? <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I just watched the vice presidential debate. I know, debates. we're really messed up. No we idea what I'm talking about. Up. We're messed up. We watched the whole thing. Almost all. Wait, did we watch the whole thing? Yeah, was we it did. over? Yeah, it I don't was even over. know what. I just I watched left the house. Stand up. I walked out of the house. So stupid. And I, and I got in a car. Rio was driving it, and we came here. Wow, that was tough to watch, wasn't it? Was it was really tough to watch. It, it reminded me of those watch. terrible times when all people running for office were just white, white men? men. Yeah, it was. I will say, I, learned, I leaned over to Rhea and I said, this is actually, I'm noticing that I think it's weird that we're watching two white dudes talk to each other. Yeah. And I felt really good about that, actually. Yeah, like I'm like, weird. God, it's I'm like, oh, it's like actually pretty amazing that, that this feels weird and gross. Um, <laughs> and obviously, Mike Pence is... Uh, terrible. Literally the, the worst person in the world. And then terrible, you said he's one of a few of the worst people. No, you no, no, I mean... Corrected I just, me because you didn't want me to say he's the ultimate worst. Yeah, because there are I other people like, that are also bad. I don't bad. know, Pablo Escobar's pretty bad. I don't know. <laughs> El Chapo, maybe. Also, Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty bad person. Oh, I just, I think that, well, you know what it is that drives me crazy about Mike Pence the most? His face. <laughs> he because looks exactly like Cotton Hill to me from King, King of the, of the Hill. Hill. Like, he looks... To me, he looks... No, you're right. Exactly the same. I mean, don't get your phone out now, but later. No, yeah. I want to see all of you standing on that sidewalk going, yes, she's right. She's totally, absolutely right. Right, like, I 100%. actually thought King of the Hill was, like, an inventive and cool television show until I learned about Mike Pence, and I was like, oh, derivative. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
I'm like, oh my, like we get it. Mike, you're like a you know thief. Anyway, my point is, um, Mike Pence is a terrible person, and yeah, he's he, an awful human being. His face, he looks like he needs to wear sunglasses inside, inside. because he's so full of hate. He can't even. He's see trying anymore. to smile. But he doesn't remember. He also doesn't want to see anybody who doesn't look like him. Yeah. Close so him keeps up. Keeps his eyes Close real tight. eyeballs up. If I don't see it, it ain't existing. He's the worst. Do you guys know like stuff about him? Do you guys know stuff about him? A little bit. A couple people do. Uh, that You know what is amazing is that in the debate, Tim Kaine... Uh, didn't really bring up Mike Pence's history. They, and that's like, that's, there's historical precedent for that. You usually just talk about the, the two vice presidents just go like, no, my mom is better. Like, and they talk about, my literally, mom could punch your dad and your penis. That's never happened before. This is the only time that somebody's like, my mom is good. It's yeah, no, the first I know, time I know. I just got, history, I got excited Somebody's about it. standing yeah. up for yeah, a yeah, mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know, I get it. Yes, the one person's <laughs> one excited person about it. Like, Nobody else gives a fuck. Everybody else is like, mm, I don't know, I'm still for Bernie. No, no, don't even say that. That's not our audience. They would never do that. They would never do that. They're not going to vote third party because they know that neither of those third party candidates are at all like Bernie. You got, Some people got confused because there's three candidates with white hair. <laughs> yeah. They're, they were but like none of them. They were like, is, is none of them. Gary Johnson is Bernie Sanders, right? And no, you guys <laughs> not. No, they're so dip. They're on opposite. <laughs> they just have white hair. <laughs> and then Jill Stein also. Right. She has yeah. white hair. They, she has white She's hair. Not. That's what you're thinking of. <laughs> you're not thinking of like political like party platform or anything. Yeah. Um, Jill Stein is like a performance artist. Uh, who's <laughs> straight up just like performing within government and that's whatever um, and Gary Johnson is a person who apparently never reads so I also like I, I get that it is it, the funny thing to me about Gary Johnson is that his name is Gary Johnson well sure like his hair his hair is part of it but it's also the whole thing like he looks like he did not know that he was going to be asked questions? Yeah, or that, or that this interview was going to happen right now. Sure, yeah, like, yeah. He, he's just, what? You're in my house? I'm like, no, we're in no, we're CNN. we're in a studio. You're at CNN, right? What? You're running for like, president? No, you're running for president! <laughs> like, I feel like, have you ever seen Wallace and Gromit? Yeah, of course. Do you know, like, there, there's, like, a machine? Yeah, that's really good. There's, like, a this really good real. <laughs> Cheese. That's pretty good. Thank you. People uh, were very surprised at how good like I was. It's like a getting that. dressed machine where yeah. like his bed tilts and then he falls into his clothes. And that feels like what happened to Gary Johnson. Like <laughs> he just goes the, the, CNN. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the roof of CNN open. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? His, his dog is in the background. Uh, like, what? <laughs> Wait, been what question are you asking me? I don't know. I... <laughs> That's his internal monologue. It's just him going. <laughs> <sighs> what other claymation can you do with your body? <laughs> I'm trying to think of other. Let me see a little. Can I see a little California raisin or what? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's good, actually. They don't even realize. 
that's how good that is. From this, you can see better up here. What's you can see better from here. There's a California raisin that sings, but I chose to not use the microphone. Here's my California raisin that sings. No, yeah, you're. There. Hang on. He's got sunglasses on. Right, yeah, yeah. Because I heard it through the grapevine. I didn't. I didn't see it through oh, the grapevine. That's. I don't like that joke. Um, it's, no, it's. Just because I'm whatever. Do you like um, Mike Pensing? Do you like um, do you like what other claymation do you like? <laughs> yeah, but that's Tommy's I mean, just yelling out Gumby like as if I don't know he was once a little green ball of clay. <laughs> that's actually a really good Gumby. <laughs> okay, now do prickle and goo. What? I don't remember all that stuff. Oh, you don't remember like tertiary Gumby characters? <laughs> Is that it? I yeah, feel like kind some, of. something somewhere along the line did that. Yeah, they, yeah, totally. Because they went into books Puddle, and stuff. And something yeah. else. You're right. Yeah. Oh, the blockheads. Anyway, I actually do know quite a bit about Gumby. Um, what had happened was, oh, Mike Pence is the worst. I'm a dentist. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> Rudolph. That's all I can remember. I want to be a dentist. <laughs> oh my god, you're right! <laughs> oh my god, you're a Jack in the Box? Yeah. From Rudolph Red Nose? Yeah, the Island of Misfit Toys. Got it. Also, not claymation, but I can do a pretty good Frosty the Snowman walk. You guys ready for this? <laughs> Yeah. You know, I have to say, Frosty the Snowman and also The Snowman. Did you ever read that book a lot? Of course I did. Those are the saddest kids' books. Oh, it's sad as hell. Your friend, you know you love your you know you, you love, love your friend, friend so much. You, know you like you finally have so a much. friend that understands. You know you have a friend and you, and you like got him some clothes and you like. Maybe love you're an only so child much. and that's like, all you have a friend got in the world. and he's like the nicest and you put a nose You on can it, get on his back and sort of talk to you. And you're like out of the world everywhere. He has a scarf on, which is weird because no one else feel like someone really. Home. understands you and then, and then he dies he melts he dies away. he just dies he's gone he dies life is cool he dies snowman stories yeah um there was wait i'm trying to tell you why my friends is the worst i know but I, th- there was a cartoon that came out on cbs for christmas one look year, at me and it was mice that lived in a clock does anyone remember it it's driving me crazy Damn it! Rhea, no one even knows I what you're talking about. I just wanted to crowdsource about. it for a second. All right, talk about Mike Pence. Um, talk about mini Hitler. Do you remember when... He's not that. That's totally different from him. Well... Now you're defending him? I'm no. A, I'm, I'm confused. I'm not defending him. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like Hitler's an easy comparison. You know what I mean? Because we all we compare yeah. everything to Hitler. Right, because he's he is the worst person. I mean, yeah, he's a pretty bad dude. Pretty bad. I'm not going to argue with, on, with you on that. Um, do you remember when Tom Hanks was every face in the Polar Express? Yes. <laughs> How does this relate to Mike Pence? No, it doesn't. But it that doesn't, was a creepy idea. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but anyway, my point is um, Mike Pence 
the governor, as a governor of Indiana, he's disgusting. He's disgusting. Here are some of the things that he did. Uh, Planned Parenthood, which, as you know, uh, like 5% of the services that they perform are abortion. Most of what they do is community health care. He is so scared of women having control over their own bodies because of a sky man um, that he... <laughs> or a chair god. <laughs> yeah. Some dude lounging on a chair mm-hmm. told him women got to keep a baby in there regardless mm-hmm. of how it got in there. He, um, well, first of all, he tried to change the definition of rape Yes. So that more women, so that it would be harder to have abortion services. Mm-hmm. Also, he defunded Planned Parenthood, which caused an HIV outbreak in southern Indiana. There are very which few is, people that you could say thousands of people got AIDS and HIV because of what I did. Like, there are very few people that can just be like, Ronald Reagan? It was me. <laughs> Ronald Mike Reagan is Pence. another one of those people. <laughs> Pretty good but this is also now. This is now, No, right? I understand. But it's interesting that, that you bring that up because in 2000, which was not that long ago. I know it feels like a lifetime. But it was not that long ago. He also attempted to divert Planned Parenthood funds, f- funding for AIDS patients, away from those patients and towards gay conversion therapy. That's true. In 2000 and still continues to push that In 2015, he did that thing where gay people don't have to have pizza if the pizza man says that the pizza man thinks that gay people are gross. Do you guys remember that? That's him. He's the That's dude. That's that guy. He's the dude that said that there should be a religious exception to service in public places. Now, he also disagrees with the uh, with President Obama protecting transgender students in bathrooms, children. in schools, children. children, children, children. He also uh, said that gay marriage would be the downfall of society. <laughs> this is like yeah. from the last 10 years. This is very recent. And also, I might just like emphasize one more time that this guy is from Indiana. He is the governor of Indy fucking Anna. These are gay people and transgender kids and transgender adults who live in indie fucking Anna already. And he's making their lives that much worse. Like, there well, are people some of- who live there who just want to live their lives. And Indiana, I've, I have lived there. I have lived in that state. So I know what it's like to not only live in Indiana, I know what it's like to be gay in Indiana. And there are kind people there who want to live in a beautiful state that care about each other. And that guy is passing legislation that is pitting people against each other and making their lives terrible for no reason when he should be investing in infrastructure and jobs, the economy, and health care. And instead, he's like, mm, I don't think I like this kind of person. It's an awful kind of government, and it's disgusting. And he didn't get called on it tonight, and I'm really upset about it. Yeah, we're anyway, both really upset about Frosty it. the Snowman. <laughs> Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's, I mean, that's, you're totally right. It's also taxpayer money that mm-hmm. goes to defending his bad laws. He's the worst. He's the worst dude. <laughs> and little Tim Kane. And I've also, <laughs> sure. Sweetie little Tim Kane. I also met, we also just met out there that just straight up lost their job because they're fucking gay in 2015. That was the last thing I wanted oh, yeah. to, sorry. Like, it's. So often people are like, hey, the gay rights, and we are moving forward. We are moving forward, but it is a big country with a lot of people in it. 
And like, we cannot allow for anyone to lose their job for who they are, whether it's the color of their skin, the gender that they identify with, whatever it is. Sorry, Cameron. Go no. ahead. I, no, I, <laughs> what's going That's on? I, I don't know. We can't. I'm just like letting just, you have your moment. We cannot allow that to be in the biggest office in this country because then everyone will think that's okay. Well, no, it's. Everyone will think it's okay to do that to each other. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> Brusty the snowman in place. Uh, no, you're totally. Tim Kane. You're going to talk about Tim Kane. Um. <laughs> Sorry. No, I feel like you. I don't know how to follow that. I don't know how to follow Tim Kane. Your Frosty the Snowman march. I was just gonna say, little sweetie Tim Kane, who plays the harmonica, mm-hmm. seems like a genuinely good dude. But I think we needed a little bit more of a viper sort of a situation For going sure. out there. Yeah, really destroying him. And uh. So I would like to throw my hat in the ring. <laughs> I am tiny. I can yell a lot. I you know Mike Pence's history. I care about it. I want to sit there. I want him to answer to me. That's what should have to happen. When you make laws that only affect one segment of the population, you shouldn't have to defend your op- opposition. You should have to... Uh, debate a person that would actually be affected by that law. And the question that I would just ask Mike Pence again and again would just be like, well, um, I'm so sorry. I just want to come back to my original point. Uh, why do you give a fuck about this? <laughs> like, why do you care if I have pizza? I just want to know why you care if I have pizza. <laughs> do you, do you have wanna... a house and like a family and mm-hmm. all the things that you kind of wanted in your life? Yes. Leave um, us the fuck alone. So um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I just just back to the abortion thing. Um, uh, why do you, why why the fuck do you care <laughs> about this again? Okay, thank you so much. And also why? And then one more time. Can you tell me why you care about this? Okay, so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, can you can you tell me why? Oh, can't use God. Nope. <laughs> no. Why do you care? Because <laughs> God's not here. <laughs> You and me, buddy. Mike Pence, none the richer. Anyway. <laughs> well, I think it's not going to get any better than that. Come on. Um, Rhea, do you want to introduce this first comic? I feel like it's you. I feel like it's you because you're putting the mic in the stand. And all right, like you got it, you guys. Um, this first, first of all, Rhea Butcher, ladies and gentlemen. Cameron Escondido. Why are you leaving? You wanted Just me to go. Stay here. I yeah. thought you wanted me to go. I feel like like a like a small hate crime happened because you were, were standing up <laughs> for yourself. Each other? Yes, and now you're like, leave. Why are you behind me? I don't know. Come up here into the sun. <laughs> All right. You said how you felt. Just be comfy with it. This is what. This is how we're gonna actually affect change. Okay. Be strong. I'll be comfy. Stop trying to leave. Okay. Rhea, why don't you introduce the first comic as a strong motherfucker that does not leave and also thinks that that other dude is a bad man? <laughs> Wait, is that the intro I'm supposed to? No, no, do not introduce oh, this comic. I, that is how I am supposed to. No, I want you to do it. I believe in you. Guys, re. <laughs> no, 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 please don't do that. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. Are you guys ready to get this show started? Awesome. 
This first comic uh, is a friend of the show. We love it when he stops by. And he just sold a show to Comedy Central. More than sold a show. It got picked up, picked ordered up, a series. It's a huge deal. We're really Boom. excited for him. That's the pizza and the toppings, and it's at your house. <laughs> Eat that pizza, you guys. James Davis. Give it up for James. Oh, yeah. Big deal alert. You see the jacket. You feel the success. This jacket was over $200. I was like, buy it. I got a show. <laughs> Episodes picked up. Sir, are you going to watch it? You better. I was talking to him, but you too. Okay. <laughs> the lighting. Um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, all these debates, man. I didn't watch today's debate because I live in Marina Del Rey, so I had to leave my house at six <laughs> to get here by just now. Um, four score and an hour ago I left. Uh, but I watched the debate between uh, Trump and Hillary, and it was like emotionally the same way I feel when I walk into a club full of ugly people. It's like, I know I'm here to choose, but I don't want none of y'all. I don't... Now, here's the thing. I'm very much with Hillary, okay? It's 1.59, the club is closing, I'm gonna have to choose somebody. <laughs> and that other guy's a dude, first of all, and his hair is crazy, okay? I like having a black president, I do not want an orange one. Uh, I just need Hillary to just, you know, get, take that limitless pill or whatever it is, Stay healthy, because all this is not good. It's just, it looks like a new black dance move. Like, like, watch me whip, watch me Hillary. It's like, it's just, I've, I tried it out this weekend. It's, it goes hard. Uh, and I mean, you know, she just has the, the presence of a, a women's basketball coach who's getting an honor, but not the honor she wanted, you know? But I'm all for the pantsuits. I am. I'm, I'm ready for all the pantsuit combinations. I'm ready. Because that's her thing, pantsuits. Even when she works out, she wears an Under Armour, dry fit, pantsuit. When it's time to get freaky with Bill on Valentine's Day, Victoria's Secret, see-through, lingerie, pantsuit. With the crotch out. Because it's, it's Valentine's Day, people. Let her live her life. Don't judge. But then there's Trump, who's gangster. It's just that most of us aren't in his gang. So we don't benefit from it. But I mean, if Trump wins, the Electoral College is going to have to lose his accreditation. It's going to be the, the Electoral Community College brought to you by the University of Phoenix. That's the level we're at right now. I just hate his pitch to black people. What are you gonna lose? What are you gonna lose? First of all, his face looks like he smells poor people or Mexicans. Either way, it's like, who let him in? Either way. Uh, but it's just like his pitch to black people is like, you're at the bottom, what do you gotta lose? He sounds like that dude from the Everest commercial. You're sitting at home, life's passing you by, you're African American, what do you gotta lose? Raven Simone said if Donald Trump wins, she's, she's moving to Canada. I don't know. 
I feel her. I might have to go back to Africa. You guys are laughing because it's, it's actually to Africa. I've never been. Uh, it's going to be a vacation. I'm going to have to use some miles. I'm silver medallion. So. <laughs> but I just have nobody out there. So if I go to Africa, it's going to be like this. Umbutu, what's up? Let me in. Uh, let me, why are you not letting me in? Because we're strangers? Oh. Or maybe I'll just pretend like I'm already African. Do my best Idris Elba. Beast of no nation. Hello, my name is James. I'm an American refugee. Please, open the door. Why are you not opening the door? You see the tears coming down my eye. Please. It is just me, my family, and my weed man. I just need a place to stay for four to eight years at the most. Please, open the door. Trump man, Trump man, Trump man, Trump man. He has turned our country into junk man. Open the door. Police brutality is really uh, popping off. Gonna have to do a whole new law and order section. Law and order. Our fuck ups. Like, I don't. <laughs> doom, doom. Oh, oh, cut the cameras. We don't want to. <laughs> cut the song and everything. We don't want to. We don't want to talk about this one. But I feel like it's more simple than all those CNN debates make it out to be. It's not about Black Lives Matter or blue lives matter, or all lives matter. It's about fear. There's too many cops that fear black men. That's why we need cops that aren't afraid of black men, but are excited to see black men. We need more Kardashians behind the back. We need more Amber Roses on patrol. We need more girls from my college. I don't know what they're doing right now. They showed the black guys so much love. I wish I would get pulled over by a Kardashian. I'm pulling out my license, registration, and my dick. I was like, yep, don't use that excessive force. At the same time though, I feel like, I wish, I think that the relationship between cops and the community would be better if they would just own their fuck ups, you know? Just say, you know, hey, we didn't execute out there today. You know, we could have done better. Even Basketball players have that one speech for when they fucked up, you know, things just didn't go right. But, you know, they own it. Cops are just like, ah, well, first of all, we got to look at this footage and see who really fucked up out there. It's like, well, someone's dead, so a fuck up happened. It's just like cops are, they're public servants. Just like waiters serve drinks and, and, and meals, they serve protection and justice. If a waiter was to come in here and accidentally spill a drink on you, she couldn't be like, she'd be like, I'm sorry. She wouldn't say, wow, I see what happened. Uh, I can't issue a statement on what has happened until I check the UCB cameras. But what I can say is that you reached for my straw and I was uncomfortable. I did a background check on you and it's not the first time you've been wet, young lady. So let's not play the victim. <laughs> I'll end on this. Uh, I think that the black community needs to adjust their uh, speech to uh, the youth about how to deal with the cops, you know? Like, it's cool to rap, fuck the police, but don't have fuck the police energy when you get pulled over. That's not productive. But even more than that, it's, being respectful isn't enough now. When you get pulled over, you gotta be compliant, keep your hands visible, and flirt. 
hit on them aggressively. Touch their face. You get pulled over, boop, excuse me, Officer Handsome. Was I swerving? Maybe I was lost in those blue ass eyes of yours. Look at all that facial structure. Why are you out here in the field? You should be on the shows. What is this, bulletproof vest or bulletproof chest? Okay, CrossFit, you're signed up. Hey, little body camera, I see you seeing me, seeing you, seeing you. This one's cute. Listen, I don't know what I did out there, officer, but I'm gonna fight it so I can see you again. Now this can go two ways. Either this officer is uh, heterosexual or homophobic and he's probably gonna be weirded out. Hey, stop staring at my dick, get out of here. Something, something to that effect. But maybe he's gay. And then we gotta see where it goes. You know? we, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta date this dude for a couple weeks. I don't have a side chick, I got a side cop. It's the same thing. I can't play ball tonight, fellas. I'm Netflixing and chilling with Officer Johnson. <laughs> he can't kill me if he's coming. What? <laughs> Just survival tips. I'm James Davis. Give it up for James one more time. Oh, you guys, how are you doing in the front row? How are you guys doing? How are you? It's, you're eating, you're, you're having night coffee. It's very, it's night. It's fully night. How are you? Is that, that's going to be fine. No problem for you? You're going to sleep? It's not even, no, you're not going to sleep. You're, you'll be awake. And this is all fine. <laughs> I didn't mean to bring it up. What'd you say? You got dragged, yeah, you, yeah. Well, that's what it's like, you know what I mean? Uh, how long have you guys been together? A year. A year. It gets more like this. <laughs> and that forever. It's an ever-increasing this, just. Oh, no, oh, you're having coffee? Yeah, night coffee? Yeah, totally, is it gonna be a problem? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a problem. Doing it. <laughs> Uh, cool. How'd you guys meet? Um, at a milk, milk lemonade um, in Hollywood. That's what it's called. That <laughs> yeah. is, what is that? It's an all-girl party. Oh, I don't know about this. <laughs> an all-girl party? That's a cool way to say that. Um, <laughs> it's a very L-word way to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I haven't been to one of those in a minute. Congrats on that being like a fruit. Great, great news. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, wow. And you met like in person as people. Yeah. Like you weren't like on your phone, on an app, and then bumped into each other's backs and then turned around. What the? Not them? It was like you had human conversation in a public place. That's amazing. Oh my God, you bought her a drink? Yeah. Were, do, were you like, um, can I get you a drink? And, yeah, and then she asked me to dinner. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, okay, so wait, hang on a second. I just gotta get the details for everybody else in here, because um, this is very unusual and cool. Uh, so you, asked, you asked her to dinner? What did you, when? Like, so you got the, there's one, your one drink, in, were there other drinks? Just just one drink and then right to dinner? Can I get you a drink? Yes. And you guys are having a drink together. And then you said, were you 
can can we have dinner together? Oh my God. <laughs> you seem very young also. What it, how old are you? Uh, 26. Yeah. 23. You're, this is amazing. <laughs> Children dating like adults. <laughs> from 20 years ago. <laughs> That's great. So you went to dinner. How was it? <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Wait, are you trying to tell me that's a bad thing? That sounds like a bonus. That's really something that I repeated to my friends. I think, yeah, I think I liked it in retrospect. But I was also kind of like... You liked it in retrospect? (laughs) Wait, what are you talking about, though? Listen, it feels like you... Okay, so you went to an all-girl party and all this stuff, and it feels like you... You're 23, you know, and so you might not... And I don't know, like, what your dating history is in terms of, like, you know, but I just want you to know as sort of, like, a kind of a mentor figure to you. Um, like, fucked-up socks is, like, a lesbian thing. It's, it's like a thing. <laughs> you know? You know, it's like a real, it's like a thing, yeah. Yeah, it's a real thing. So, 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 yeah. So you were like, oh, you're wearing the socks you should wear with the shoes that go with that. Yeah, kind of. You know, the only thing that's not the only thing, there's so many things that are not lesbian things, but one thing that's not a lesbian thing, and then after this, we're going to talk about why your ankle is glowing. Um, do, you have a, do you have a glow ankle? I ruined my bicycle here. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Don't take it off. I liked it. It made me feel safe. I knew where you were, you know? Why did you take it off? I didn't mean to shame you. Yeah. No, I totally saw you from here. You rode your bike here in Los Angeles? I'm shocked to hear that, and I'm so proud of you, and I don't know how you did it. Uh, Because it's very scary, and, you know, there's a lot of hills, and even the small ones, and they'll get you, you know? And then everybody drives like an idiot, and so I can't believe it. But congratulations, and great job, and I'm glad you're taking safety precautions. Okay, my point is, um, oh, one time I saw, this is just a story, uh, but it kind of relates to this, but not really. But one time I saw a, Okay, so porn, you know what it is. You know what it is. <laughs> you guys know what porn is. And I was uh, watching, sometimes, okay, I've tried to watch porn that is made by women for women. And I find that it's, it's not always, some dumb idiot a long time ago said that women need to have like story and like kissing and stuff. Fuck that shit. I don't need any of that. Like if they're kissing, I don't like it. I don't want I don't want to see them kissing. They they are paid to be there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like stop trying to give me this illusion that they want to put their mouths there. Like I want to see them put their mouths the other places cuz that's what they're getting paid to do. But 
it like actually really creeps me out. I feel like there's a violation for some reason. Like I think maybe it was watching Pretty Woman early, whatever it was. I, I'm like, oh god, they're kidding. Like I fast forward past that. Like oh, thank God, it's just like you know, dicks and butts or whatever. Like, phew. Um, and so I watch a lot of different stuff. Um, oh, also some some other idiots were like, women don't like porn at all. Those people are total idiots. And then other people that were like, no, women need like a story. And, it, and okay, I mean, stories are cool. I love the movie Carol. Like, I love a story. <laughs> but I don't need for anybody to talk uh, at all. And I don't need stories. And, um, and I don't need for them to love each other. Like, like, I feel like that's another, you know, or like, because people will do like weird POV stuff. Like if it's porn that's meant for men, then it's like from the dude's point of view and it's heterosexual porn from, like from the dude's point of view, like, you know, fucking a chick or if it's like gay men, maybe it's like, maybe they switch back and forth whose point of view it is. But like for women, somehow it's still like always a weird, like there's a lot of dicks in there. I don't know what's going on. My point is nobody's nailing it. Um, nobody's making the right porn. Uh, you know, I've still cobbled together stuff that works. I don't want you to think I'm not, you know, getting my needs met. Thank you so much for caring. <laughs> but one time I saw a porn that was made for women by women and was, like, very feminist. And um, it was called... It's a series, and it's about, like, just a... There's, like, a hotel room, and then everybody goes, oh, fuck, I can't remember what it's called. But um, anyway, a bunch of different women would show up at the same hotel room, and then kind of like find a partner there and then it was a long story. Something had to be delivered. Um, <laughs> and there were like eight or ten couples, like eight or ten distinct couples and the couples did not swap. And every time like a one woman would be wearing like a skirt and then another woman would show up in definitely dickies and <laughs> like take her pants off and already be wearing a strap-on. <laughs> like, this happened eight or ten times. Like, eight or ten times, somebody showed up and was like, hey, you like, are you ready to, for me to deliver that thing? <laughs> or whatever they said. And then they took their pants off, and there was a full array. Now, do you, do you guys know that, um, like, a dildo, it just, there's no, it doesn't, there's no up and down sort of a thing. <laughs> It's just up or it's off. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I get that this is a porn shoot, but this story, you know, that's why I don't want there to be story because I'm going to look for holes in it, you know? And I want to be looking for holes other places. Because I'm like, wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me that this hotel let like 10 different women with giant fucking erections go to work? Like, they are delivering something. Like, the, the front desk at the hotel wasn't just like, um, ma'am, you, like, honestly, you cannot go upstairs <laughs> right now. Because there's a person that has rented that room, and, you know, as a hotel, we believe in safety. <laughs> just like professionalism. And I don't know if you know this, but you have the, it's like an eight to 10 inch sort of straight out kind of boner. And it's very visible in your dickies. <laughs> like I can see it so much. And it's, you know, it is appropriate. Those are called dickies and I'm realizing that now. Um, but you know, as the front desk, I actually just can't give you her room number, like at all. And you cannot go up. 
So, anyway, don't do that. I'm going to an all-girl party or whatever. Don't show up with the thing. On. I mean, you can if you like. Can't, you can if you want. I just mean don't. You can't do work though. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, my point. Well, no. I mean, they were working technically. Do you know what I'm saying? Like they were. Anyway, my, my, but my point. You can't just do delivery work. You know, you, unless you know. You, I'm delivering. You know, if you're delivering that, it doesn't matter. My point is. You guys get it. We feeling good about this story? Did we kind of get unified on that and everybody felt great about this? Oh, all right, awesome. You guys, we've got a uh, first timer on the show coming up next now. It's very exciting because when somebody's first time on the show, we go nuts and welcome them with, with kind of, you know, like a lot of praise and excitement. And I can tell this audience is perfect for that because uh, you're you know, kind of almost getting out of your seats right now, even as I say. <laughs> That there's more comedy coming. So guys, let's hear right now for Chris Bender. Give it up for him. Come on! Come on! Hello, thank you. Gosh, I, uh... Growing up, I got called Karate Kid quite a bit. And, uh... Yeah, you know, which is weird. It was in the zeitgeist, though. Like, I was in grade school uh, when the second one came out with Ralph Macchio. So, you know, I look great. But, um... So it was in the ether, but it's, it's a weird thing, though, because, guys, the karate kid is white, right? <laughs> so, like, I'm like, if you're trying to be insulting, like, this is, you're failing, right? You're, you're calling someone white. That's never an insult, right? You're just like, <laughs> I don't know what, uh, what the deal is. But uh, what's funny to me is, like, that has kind of followed me throughout growing up and even, like, as an adult sometimes. Like, people joke about me knowing karate, which is harmless, and I'm not complaining about that at all. It's like, whatever. <laughs> no karate. But absolutely zero people have actually acted like I know it, right? Like zero people in my whole life. No one's ever bumped into me and been like, oh shit, sorry man. Dude, he just, he just runs his mouth. He just runs his mouth. You know, I'm sorry. Don't, don't use my limbs against me. Don't attack me, right? No one ever. And it's like, and you don't, like I'm not intimidating. I get that, right? It's funny. Like I've been moved out of the way uh, by the small of my back at uh, bars. So, you know, that makes, me, that makes me feel safe, right? Not intimidating. Zero intimidation, which is fine. But it's like, it's crazy, though, about, like, who is automatically a threat and who will never be seen as a threat, right? It's insane, right? So you could have, like, a, a black Tyrion Lannister guy, dwarf, like, just holding cupcakes, walking along the street, and then the police would, like, fuck with this guy, right? over, like, the toughest-looking Asian person. Doesn't even matter. Like, that Asian guy could be, like, holding a sword in the street, and the cops would be like, is that Asian guy holding a sword? Well, I guess it's Comic-Con somewhere, am I right? Be careful, silly goose. It's a sharp blade. Or are you in the Suicide Squad? You want to sign this for my kid? Oh, you're a man? All right, sorry. Get confused. It's crazy. Yeah, so pretty much uh, I just want uh, more adult Asian men to be uh, shaken down and maybe choke-holded by the police a little bit more. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Spread it around. I don't know. I'd feel less guilty. I don't know. I don't know. It's nuts. Well, yeah. Hmm. That's I know. But yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to do my part somehow. I don't know. I have no solutions, guys. Who knows? But... Um, yeah, I was also called Oriental growing up, which is also fun. Uh, 
by my father. Um, I was, uh, I was, uh, yeah. I have old white conservative parents. I was upgraded to white parents as a baby. So, uh, so I've been surrounded by whites my whole life. And, you know, they're well-meaning. They're well-meaning people. But, like, yeah, they've said Oriental before. And uh, to both about me and my brother. And we've had to be like, hey, listen, you know, we don't use that word anymore. And my dad's like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, fine, yeah. Why? And I'm like, to be honest, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure about it. Doesn't seem that bad, um, right? It's not, and the more I think about it, the more it's like, it's just like an outdated term, right? It's not, it's not offensive, it's just outdated. It's just like, it would be like saying like, hey, uh, telegraph me the information for this weekend. You're like, what are you talking about? Or like breaking up in person, like it's all outdated. Like no one, right? You don't do that. That's, it's in the past, right? I don't know. So all I'm saying is, like, if you actually read it or say it or you hear someone say it, just uh, don't freak out, you know. Just feel a little sheepish, right? Just a little, like, yeah, sheepish. No? All right. Or don't. You guys are acting like you don't need my permission. All right, fine. We're like, yeah, we know. Where are, where are, where are we know? I don't know. What's ironic to me, though, is that that word, people are trying to, like, push the word oriental into, like, the neighborhood of, like, really offensive words, which it's not. And it's like, people want nothing to do with that neighborhood, generally. They tend to move out of that neighborhood, right? It's ironic. White flight, everybody. That was, the, that was about white flight. The Sully Sullenberger story. That's what that was. All right. Um... I don't even know why. That was just a fun thing. It's, I have nothing against Sully. Land of that plane. Great. All right. I thought I was giving you a helpful tip about the Oriental thing. You guys were like, nope, no thanks. Don't need it. Um, uh, my wife, I am married. My wife is, uh, my wife is a doctor. And uh, so that's my identity now. And uh, which is fine. Which is totally fine. Uh, my dad says I make a great doctor wife, which is, you know... Same father from before, you know, so. Um, so we're doing that. And what's, what's confusing to people, though, is, like, she is a white woman, and I am Asian. So, like, when we meet people, they're always just like, wait, who? What? Who's the doctor? What? And then, and eventually it just, it boils down to uh, people going, so you're not anything? Like, and I'm like, all right. I don't know if we put it like that, but sure, yeah. Not, not, not anything. Anyway. But. So she, uh, she is in Liberia now. She spends half the year in Liberia where there was Ebola doing like healthcare stuff where there's not a robust uh, healthcare system. And then the other half of the year on the Navajo Nation Reservation where there's also not a robust healthcare system. And, uh, but guys, she, she throws out a lot of plastic. Okay, she's like a horrible recycler. Just know that, all right? She's not perfect, all right? She's not better than you. She's better than me. Um... But yeah, so we lived like in New Mexico on the Navajo Nation Reservation. We were very close to it. Um, and I'm feeling very apologetic because it's not that, you know, they're not doing great. Um, but a car drives by with like four Navajo teenagers and uh, one of them sticks his head out the window and does the squinty eyes thing at me. And I'm like, holy shit, did that kid just do the squinty? And it's like, yes. Um, guys, I'm 36 years old, and the squinty eyes thing is like a deep cut off an album I have not heard in a very long time. All right? 
from 1986 to 1991, I heard that song a lot. A lot. It's a hidden track now. Um, but I feel, like, I feel like most of the kids at the time were just like, well, the song's popular, and they went along with it. They weren't really totally into it. And do I have to describe... I don't have to describe... Well, it's when, it's when someone pulls their, their eyes back so they look like Emma Stone in that movie, and uh, you're just like, whatever. And... Uh, but what's crazy is, like, it's not... <laughs> I know it's, like, moderate racism. It's not, like, traffic stop race, you know? So it's weird. But there's, like, a... Ba- there could be a balance, right? Because, like, I remember even, like, as a kid going, like, hey, I'm not comfortable with that. That's a little weird. And uh, people would always just be like, come on. Come on. Let us have this. Be a sport. Come on, what's the big deal? I'm just like, all right, well, that's great. I feel like eight years later, like, those same boys were, like, using that line in college to girls. They'd be like, come on, let me have this, right? What's the big deal? Right, because they're terrible people. But, I, but what I was saying is about the, the squinty eyes thing. It's like, I don't know if you've seen, but, like, Native Americans and Asians, we, uh, we look very similar already, right? So, like, I feel like maybe it's just maybe do the squinty eye for one eye that's all i'm saying right that's all you need all right everybody thank you very much that's it for me chris glenner you guys let him hear it we have a couple comics coming up but i just wanted to share with you guys this one quick thing very 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 quick and it's dark so i apologize i've been thinking about my funeral and thinking about it. I just want to get it planned out, you know? I like to plan things. I like to have things set in place. I don't want anybody to have to figure things out when they're sad because I've died. <laughs> Sucks to plan a party when somebody just died. You know what I mean? That's really funny. <laughs> so I just want everything to be set, but I, you know, I'm very young and I'm pretty healthy, so I don't want to get too ahead of myself, and i got to stop putting the cart in front of the hearse. So I'm going to stop doing that. That's it. That's the whole joke. <laughs> I just love that pun. Don't want to put the cart in front of the hearse. I'm just going to make a shirt that just says that, and it's like just a punchline with no, no explanation. Cart in front of the hearse. Yes! And then just me on the back of the shirt. Yes! <laughs> You guys ready to keep the show rolling? <laughs> this next comic is so funny. You guys are going to love her. Please give a warm welcome to Peggy O'Leary. I loved that pun so much because I grew up in a funeral home, you know? You guys are thinking that's, a, that's just my life. That's not a joke. Who's seen dead dicks? Thank you, one dude who was like, yeah, it was a weird Sunday, but I did see it. Uh, my grandpa was crazy. All right. Uh, I, uh, I'm an aggressive woman. I'm from the East Coast. I just moved out here. Uh, I'm from Philadelphia. I don't know what we're clapping for at that point. <laughs> it's like, East Coaster, are you here? You're glad I'm here? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I, um... I'm an aggressive woman, which is like uh, kind of anti-woman if you think about it. But I have a lot of cute guy friends that like just want to make me feel good. So they're always like, I love aggressive women. I love aggressive women. (laughs) It's like, no, you don't. (laughs) No, you do not. (laughs) You like sexually aggressive women. (laughs) I will never do butt stuff. (laughs) 
but I will fight a cop with you. It's a different call you're making to me. <laughs> it's just like, yo, shit, Peg, things went down. I'm like, I'm, I'll be there. I've been braiding my hair all day. Let's do this. <laughs> I, uh, people get very offended when I say fight a cop. I wrote that joke before. Well, come on, it's always been happening, but I wrote it before, like, really. It was crazy. Uh, but my real name is Margaret Mary O'Leary. So when I say uh, fight a cop, I mean fight my cousins. <laughs> Doesn't count if they're related. <laughs> I am, that's my real name. I'm the youngest of six. I grew up in a funeral home. You guys get who my family is, right? <laughs> you don't need more backstory than that. You're like, oh, they're fun to do shots with. Cool. <laughs> they're very, they're a great party time fun family, uh, but just don't ask them to read aloud. <laughs> just a family of dyslexics that don't know what dyslexia is. <laughs> I'm actually um, the smartest of the dumbest, which is a lot of pressure. Because <laughs> I'm the only one that got diagnosed with dyslexia, so like I actually had help, but I uh, still am dyslexic. So it's like not... Also, fuck that! scientist who named it dyslexia. <laughs> Do we all know what that disease is? I don't understand letters. That's the word? Why wasn't it called table? I can spell table. I wore a shirt once that said Berlin on it. And a friend of mine was like, I didn't know you were a fan of that band. I was like, I think it's for the country. <laughs> Took me a very long time to realize why she was laughing so loud. A couple of you didn't get it over here. It's a city. Oh, you just hate me? Cool. <laughs> Used to it. Uh, I, um, I'm from Philadelphia, like I said. I moved to New York 11 years ago to go to art school. I didn't go for anything impressive. I went for film. I wanted to remake Footloose. <laughs> That was my goal. <laughs> and then they remade Footloose. <laughs> Do you understand that horse shit? <laughs> Mine would have been better. Uh, but uh, I lived with a lot of painters and sculptors, these like very cultured, beautiful women. I loved them. They like, uh, like culture to me is football. <laughs> like I didn't have any kind of culture. And they come in one day and they're like, hey, we just went to uh, an art museum. I was like, oh, I've never been to an art museum before. That's so cool. <laughs> and they were like, uh, Peg, you're currently in art school. Also, you're from Philadelphia. One of the best art museums in the country is in Philadelphia. And I was like, no shit, where? <laughs> like, Peg, you know the Rocky Stairs? I was like, I love those stairs! <laughs> you run up them, you run down them. I did a parade in front of them once. They're the best. They're like... Yeah, at the top of those stairs? That's an art museum. I was like, what? You can go in that building? That's crazy. I thought it was like a Capitol building or something. <laughs> Turns out you can also go into Capitol buildings. <laughs> Shh. Catholics get married in churches. It's still the only reason why I think you go to Capitol buildings. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I do love football a lot. And uh, people, are you, the LA is not like a football town. You're like, move on, asshole. I was like, okay, cool, I got it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, comic books? No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm bad at dating, obviously. 
I'm wearing braids as a 30-year-old. It's not a good look. A um, couple of you are creepy, and you're like, it's a good look. Um, I lo- I'm really bad at dating. I want to be good at it, uh, but... I just don't like the advice you get when you're like a single lady. It's always the same thing. It's always like, uh, don't sleep with a guy on the first date because he won't call you back. I hate this cliche. Number one reason, why am I on this date? (laughs) Whole point of dating is to get laid. (laughs) Literally, if dating was a sport, getting laid would be winning. Okay. (laughs) It's been a rough year for old Peggy over here. Not going to the Super Bowl. I'd like to play one regular season game well. <laughs> it's what we call a rebuilding year. <laughs> Couple tough losses. Couple of gay guys. <laughs> it's very hard in New York. Um, second reason I like it is I think men my age kind of get that women like to have sex, so it's like not a big deal. They call us back. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I always get a call back. It goes like this, like, hey, Peg, you want to get beers and meet my friends? Sure, cool, meeting the friends. Great, it's like, yeah, Kusa, I really like this girl, Erica, and I'd love to get a lady's perspective. <laughs> so I stopped sleeping with guys on the first day because I got too many buddies. <laughs> This pussy knows how to make friends, guys. (laughs) Guys, if my pussy was in a beauty pageant, it would win Miss Congeniality. (laughs) Literally, if my pussy was walking the street now, you'd all be like, hey, I like that dude. He's pretty cool. (laughs) I got the Tom Hanks of pussies, people. (laughs) Your mom likes it, and it was very good in Philadelphia. (laughs) It's a thinker. All right, I'm Peggy Lee. You guys have been wonderful. One more time, the audience. You seemed amped earlier when I asked how everybody was doing. Was it you that was so amped? I feel like in a good way. You were like, yeah, I'm doing awesome. Are you still doing awesome? Yeah. <laughs> exactly what I'm looking for from the rest of you. Yeah. How was your day? What did you do today? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> What? What? <laughs> what are you saying to me right now? I, I work in television. You work in television? Yep. We, we, had to, we had to build a swamp. You, we had to build a swamp today? No, we start tomorrow. No, what? what? You, or, you organize the swamp. <laughs> okay. Uh... Which question to ask? Um, so how, what do you have to do to organize a swamp? What do you do? What do you, I mean, you don't have to like, I mean, obviously everybody here also works in television, so I don't want you to like give all your swamp secrets because then it's like obviously like going to be a problem that's kind of proprietary or whatever. I don't want you to feel like you have to tell me about everything, but like, um, what? Are you doing it like outside or is it like a... So there, you, build a you build a big platform with uh-huh. a in it. Uh-huh. Oh. 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 That was all of it. You gave the whole information. Um, what? Who's gonna go in there? You don't have to tell me specifically names or anything, but like, are you making a spooky thing? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I don't want to see it. <laughs> I think everything is so spooky in. 
I don't want to see it. But do you make other spooky stuff for the TV as well? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> What's the spookiest thing you ever made? Uh, Tell me. Uh, people cut in half. People cut in half. Yeah. How do you do it? You take a person. <laughs> And a big knife. And then their mom and dad are so upset. <laughs> what was, what could you see? How was it shot? Was it shot looking up into the meats? How, much, how good was it? How, what did, what did it look like? Yeah, no, I got <laughs> It's a fake body is the first thing. Then you put a liner in it, you fill it up with plants, <laughs> and you have made Hannibal the show. And actually, like, that's kind of some stuff that happened on the show, and I didn't watch it, but I just read about, like, kind of mushrooms that growing out of bodies and stuff. It's really spooky. Um, I don't like it very much. So then... When a body is cut in half, and it's fake body, assuming it's a fake body, where was the camera positioned? Like, is it side view? Is it top of the head, and then you're like, oh, I don't see any legs? It, it or is on, it, it have you... What, uh, what kind of network you're on, and the, and the rating. So what, what I'm trying to get to the fucking bottom of is what have you done? Have you done, where has the camera been like positioned? Side perspective uh -huh. from the top. From the top. So you can see all the guts coming out. Oh, yeah, that's what I want to know. <laughs> the guts are coming out? What are they made of? They're, um, they're made out of either latex or sausage casing. Oh, no. <laughs> Do you know what's the worst part about that? Is that sausage is like also, you know, flesh. You know what I mean? So it's like, you could just almost use real. Anyway. Um, um, yeah. Well, that's very terrifying. But let me ask you a follow-up. If it's a bunch of sausage casing, that would just feel like that would look like there was a bunch of sausages falling out of a body. And I'm not a doctor, but if I turn on TV... There's a half-cut body. It's just got a bunch of sausages coming out of it. I'm like, mm, that's fake, or that person ate a lot of sausages. <laughs> Do you have to style the? Mm -hmm. Tell me. I want to know. So yeah. I trust me. I know I'm Italian. Please. Yeah. Uh huh. Got it. Oh my god. What if the body's cut higher up and you need to have lungs or something? Well, I think we're in for a real problem then. Because you can't make a sausage casing into like the bottom of a lung, I believe. Well, anyway, I really got to the bottom of your job. Um, I love talking to you. Unfortunately for me, the show has to move on. Fortunately for you guys, these comics are amazing. I'm just like, you're my dream and I want to talk to you and I finally want to find out where all the sausages go on all the bodies and which way they get to be squished. 
find it so disgusting, but it's so interesting. Okay, do you promise maybe at the end of the show you'll give me one fact? And it could be about anything, but I would like to be about something gooey on a body that is fake. Can you come up with one that's really good? Do you think you can? Okay. Oh. <laughs> What's it gonna be? <laughs> well, anyway, uh, we got two great comics. First of all, round of applause. We learned so much. This person. I really love that section. You guys were great earlier, but from this, for that, I was really the teacher, and then for this, I was very much the student. <laughs> it's kind of nice to have that balance. Okay, you guys ready for your penultimate comic? Which means second to last. I knew she was gonna know. Oh boy. Well, both of these comics are amazing. The, I love this person. Literally one of my favorite performers to watch. Can't believe you had a chance to watch her right now. Let's hear it right now. You know her from her podcast, The Dork Forest. Give it up for Jackie Cation, you guys. Give it up for Jackie! I don't do a good Frosty. I don't do a good Frosty. You know, you cut a person in half. Here's my question. Can you count the rings? Find out how old they are? That's going to be my whole set, you guys. It's going to be jokes like that. A lot of that. I've written several jokes sort of like that this week. I don't know that I'm proud. Uh, I wrote one, uh, I wrote a, uh, when Han Solo and Leia did it on uh, Tatooine, Tatooine. Uh, I wonder if Han Solo, when they were doing it, ever said to her, and I thought you were hot on the outside. Huh, huh, that's a, that's a penetration joke. Be over here, ticking that off. My jokes. Uh, I just, uh, I am, I am married to a man. Always surprising. And uh, the uh, the thing about being married is, uh, it's it's it still feels brand new because I don't know what I'm doing. And but we have been married. It will be ten years this weekend. I yes, I accidentally booked myself in Toledo for our 10th anniversary and weirdly enough it is not a romantic destination he uh, is unmoved at the idea of coming to Toledo so we went to Catalina Island uh, for our for our anniversary this very weekend and it was uh, great if you've never we were people we did what people do. We got in the ferry and we went to an, a place and then we got off that ferry and then we got a hotel room that we paid for. I didn't do any sets. We were not going to be able to write it off in any way, shape, or form. We didn't play a game. He's a game designer. We're not going to write it off. We're not going to write it off, you guys. We went like people. <laughs> and, uh, and we got there and they have a, a fake submarine that is fake. Uh, all it is is half of it's underwater and the top looks like a submarine and you pay uh, too much and then you get on and then you can go out into the harbor and look for fishies under the sea and he, we wanted to do it and we did it and um, they couldn't really find the fish except for that they had a secret weapon that you could pay $8 and shoot fish food out of the side and fish aren't dumb. They know it's coming. We didn't pay because other, other people paid around us and we were all in the same tank. Uh, so someone would fire the, fire the fish food, and then the fish would all jam themselves up against the porthole, and then you got to see them. It wasn't great. It was this. It was you were seeing the cheek of a fish 
jammed against a porthole. That's physical comedy. That's another thing that I wrote this week. I, uh, I I don't I don't know what I'm doing in the whole marriage thing, and I I I didn't I wanted I was going to visit um, I was going to visit my family, and I love my family. I don't know if anyone else ever will, right? So when I go home, I try to make sure it's short for him. I'm like, we're just gonna two nights. You know, maybe a night and two days. And I try to organize it like that so that he doesn't have to be overwhelmed by uh, my personality exponentially much larger (laughs) and in your face and hoping to either turn you into a Christian or a capitalist. So uh, God love him. Uh, So but we went and I really wanted him to come for the whole trip, but I refused to ask. And um, he, it turns out, is not a mind reader. And I have never been in a relationship before. So I have to relearn that every couple of years, that uh, he does not, he is not aware of the committee meeting going on at all times in my brain box. And uh, here's the good news. I don't read him the full minutes. I like to do an abridged minutes. And, uh, and I finally... I finally snapped and I was like, I would like you to come to the whole thing. And he goes, yeah, that's fine. I can come to the whole thing. And I was like, oh. And I was kind of a little teary-eyed, a little emotional about it. And he goes, why? Why are you? I'll totally come. I just didn't know. I didn't know. And I said, of course you didn't know because I didn't tell you. And uh, until I had to freak out slightly about it. I'm so sorry. And and then I said, well, I didn't want to be a burden on you. And then he did something that's important in a relationship with a comic. He laughed in my face. (laughs) And then he said, "Uh, here's the thing. That's what marriage is. We are burdens to each other. (laughs) After laughing in my face, he said that. And here's, here's a game. Here's a game. He said, here's what you do. Every time you think you're being a burden to me, give me a dollar. And every time I think I'm being a burden to you, I'll give you a dollar. And I promise you, we will trade that one dollar back and forth for the next 45 years. And I was like, well, you are adorable. I was, that's something I'm working on. You've done vital work by listening to it. And uh, I was recently in Toronto. There's been a lot of cheerful political talk, so allow me to add to it. Uh, I was in Toronto, and I said to a Toronto audience, and I've tried this premise out before here in the United States of America, I have said, I would not have called it that the United States was going to be the bad guy in World War III. Uh-huh, right? A little bit of a, little bit of a chuckle, a little bit of a chuckle, right? Here's what happened in Toronto. Chirping silence, crickets, nothing, dead fucking silence, and me going, oh my God, did you guys know? And they all nodded. And then I said, how long have you known? And a guy in like the fifth row yelled, decades. We've known for decades that it's going to be you. I was like, wow, you stacking grain like uh, Mormons? Um, two things left. Let's uh, do the short thing and see if there's time. Okay. Here's what happened. Today, uh, a friend of mine uh, emailed me, and she said she used to do a lot, more, a lot more stand-up. She doesn't do any stand-up anymore. She had a child. It'll take, it'll take a woman out of the stand-up game, you guys, having a baby. And, uh, and she's got a three-year-old and a, and, a, and, a, and a baby baby. Anyway, so, yeah, this is how I describe baby babies. Just a tiny flopping thing over here. Uh, <laughs> there is the toddler baby. He is three. And uh, she was talking to him 
like you do. And he said that he, and his dad is this comic and she used to do stand up. And uh, he said, when I grow up, I want to be a comic. And she said, that's great. Did you know mommy used to do stand up comedy? And she said, when were you? And he said, uh, the little boy says, when were you a man? <laughs> Three, three years old, three years old. What I found interesting about that is that the, uh, the young Sam was willing, uh, uh, it was cool if she was transgender and doing stand-up. It was just when she really realized she was a woman that she had to stop. If she had been born with a penis, yes, it makes sense. Of course you'd want to do stand-up. I'm going to just milk that. Okay, uh, I think I'll close on this story, which is um, when I was 13, I ran out of... um a goodwill at the public library. Uh, I had a lot of late fines, and when it hit $10, you couldn't take out books anymore. You couldn't. You weren't allowed. And uh, I panicked. I panicked, you guys. I was 13, and that is all I had. Uh, so uh, I started uh, shoplifting uh, books from Kmart. The quality of books go down. When all you have to choose from is your Kmart selection of books. Uh, uh, previously, I was reading a little more, a little more literature. Uh, Kmart, uh, and and I blame this Kmart excursion on the crap that I read to this day. I have currently just finished two Jack Reacher novels. You guys, uh, I read uh, romance novels, and I will also read uh, some thrillers, some thrillers, maybe a Bones. My mother-in-law gave me a fucking Bones book. It took me a heartbeat to read it, by the way. <laughs> Guess what? Good guys win. Okay, so... But uh, as with all of the crap, and then... Uh, so, uh, But I got caught shoplifting at the Kmart, and I got uh, taken aside, and I was in the next town over, and um, the cops said, because I was a tiny white child, they were like, well, you have to write a paper. That was my punishment. I had to write a paper about how it affected the local economy to do uh, to shoplift, and um, and I uh, was bored and irritated. And I told my sister about it, who was a year and a half older than I was, and she loves a paper, and she loves the economy, and she was fascinated to find out that shoplifting hurts businesses. And she was like, "We're going to write this paper together." <laughs> It's going to be great. We're going to really, this is going to be a great paper. And I wish I had that paper to this day. But we did a lot of research. And when she said, we're going to go to the library, do a lot of research. And I, uh, as we walked to the library, I was like, huh, can I borrow your card? That's the end of the story. All right, thanks a lot, you guys. Enjoy the rest of the show. Jackie Cajun, you guys let her hear it. Uh, I grew up in the same house with my grandparents because uh, my mom, when my parents got divorced, they both both moved back in with their folks for a while, uh, for just a little minute, um, about 16 years <laughs> grew up with my grandparents, but I'm very grateful for that experience. And also when I was a kid, uh, I went to all-girls school, and I think in second grade, third grade, we were uh, like learning about multicultural families or whatever, you know, just like trying to be interesting in schools. And uh, we were going through different kinds of families across the globe and how family structures are different in different places, different ethnicities and stuff. And we were learning about, like, Chinese families typically have uh, the parents of one parent in their home. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm Chinese. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) So my point is, kids aren't racist. We make them racist. Anyways. um, But I grew up in the... 
in the house with my grandparents, and my grandmother was an avid reader, which also like made me a bit of a reader. But she, similar to Jackie, only read Harlequin romance novels. So I was like, yeah, yeah, my grandma reads. Smut. That's what she reads. That's all that she reads. And I didn't know that that was what that was. And I also didn't think it was weird. Because, again, I was a kid, so I hadn't learned. That's weird. And she would buy all those books from Kmart. And, I mean, she had stacks of those books. I mean, my grandmother was just, like, straight up getting off every day. (laughs) Like, just enjoying the shit out of those Harlequin romance novels. And then my mom had this bright idea because my mom was like, well, let's give back. You keep buying these books and they're kind of overtaking the house. <laughs> like we were living amongst like Harley Quinn romance novels. Just like I was building forts out of them. It was weird. So she was like, why don't we donate them to the library? And only recently did it ever occur to me that that is a weird thing to do. <laughs> that an old woman was like, <clears throat> so I got some books for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I read them. <laughs> I read them real good. <laughs> and then just had grocery bags full of basically porn and just put it on the counter at the library and went, check it out. <laughs> and then that librarian had to be like, thanks. Because <laughs> then I'd go to the library and there'd be like just a rotating thing of all my grandmother's used porn. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's very funny to me. Anyway, we have one final comic. Are you ready to, to see him do jokes for you in front of your face where I am right now? He is another friend of the show. Super funny guy. You're going to love him. Give it go for Mike Gimlet. Thank you, everybody, for welcoming me to in front of your face. I liked the way that Rhea said that. So I said it also. I hope you liked it twice. Seems like some of you did. And some of you are like, it was fine. But we wish you weren't still talking about it. But it seems like more of you are like, oh, at least he's calling that out. I'm glad that he's aware of what he's doing and how much we do or don't like it. Is he going to do only this the whole time? (laughs) You might still be saying to yourself, I do pretty good impressions of you guys inside your brains, behind your face, the opposite of where I am, which as you'll recall from the beginning of this was in front of your face. It really worked out pretty well. Not that you'd know from... You're a pretty good reaction. It worked out pretty good. I think it stopped working out a little while ago, but, uh... Oh, but there it is back! It's like the tides. <sighs> it's always fun to be here on Put Your Hands Together. Put Your Hands Together is a phrase that you're probably familiar with from comedy, where the hosts will say something like that. Like, put your hands together for this next comedian. Or sometimes they'll say, keep it going for this next comedian. Uh, Keep it going is not the name of a show that we're on right now. It could be the name of a different show. But the reason I'm saying all this is not just stalling. I was introduced by a host recently on a show where the, the person was either going to say, keep it going for this next comedian, or put your hands together 
for this next comedian. But what they actually said was, keep your hands together (laughs) for this next comedian. And I loved it. And the audience did what the host wanted them to do, which was clap their hands. But then I came out and I chastised people for not doing what was technically requested. I was like, there should have been maximum one clap per person. You guys are not keeping your hands together. You should either be clapping once or just namasteing. <laughs> Keep those hands together. <laughs> Please pray for this next comedian <laughs> to do more than one bit. <laughs> or to do only one, to hardly, what if I don't do any? <laughs> Have I done a bit? <laughs> what if I do eight bits about Nintendo? Uh, guys? There's a hidden joke in there. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like my comedy is like those riddles where you get a bunch of information and they're like, can you solve the riddle? And then you're like, I don't think I have enough information to solve the riddle. And then they give you the final piece of information, which is you do have enough information to solve the riddle. And you're like, okay, well, if we have all of the joke, then I guess it must be funny because of this. (laughs) That's what my comedy is like a little sometimes. I think and say, well, let me get started with my set before it's done. And uh, sometimes when I do comedy, I like to start before I finish. But I also sometimes like to do it Benjamin Button style. Or uh, hmm, what if what if we called him Buttonman Benjamin? What if what if we did that? Would it be fun? I think the answer is maybe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> please don't heckle me with affirmation. Uh, he said to the only person who really participated. <laughs> uh, please don't enjoy the show as much as you are because others are trying to enjoy it a little less. Please don't throw it in their faces that they made their own choices to respond involuntarily <laughs> the way that they did. So, whenever I come to do this show and I know that it's going to be recorded for a podcast, I think, what can I do that I've never done before? Uh, and then sometimes it works out and sometimes in the middle, I get I stuck in the, in a sentence and, uh, and I usually make a joke like, let's edit this part out, but then we never do. <laughs> but here's some jokes that I think, uh, I'll tell that I think will not always apply because this is the truth for right now, but time changes things. So get ready for some right now stuff, you guys. <laughs> You're like, we've been ready for an hour. (laughs) I just got out of a relationship, which is a sad way to say a fun thing. Uh, Nope, fun way to say a sad thing. Look at that. Never said it like that before. Because that was the wrong way to say it. (laughs) I usually say it right. Uh, I got out of a relationship, which is, uh, sounds like I was just digging through a wall with a spoon. (laughs) Left a poster. (laughs) She still thinks I'm in the relationship (laughs) until she comes by and does count at the end of the night. I also leave a mannequin in the bed. (laughs) Snoring sounds coming out of the stereo. I'm working on a new movie called uh, Ferris Bueller's Shawshank Redemption. (laughs) Or Andy Dufresne's Day Off. (laughs) Andy Dufresne is the main character in Shawshank Redemption. Does that make it better for anyone or worse? It's a mashup. 
I have a new idea for a mashup of uh, Mash and Up. It's a movie about a balloon house that flies over Korea. When I first started telling that joke, it was Vietnam, but it wasn't Vietnam. Mash was about Korea. I'm told, though, it was originally meant to be Vietnam, but then they changed it. That part's just for truth. Sometimes comedy's about truth, you guys. Uh, here's a, a thing I thought right before I came on stage, and I tweeted it so you can check that this is true. Let's see if, hey, is a tweet the same as a joke? We'll find out. When Dave dies, they should change the name to Ghost and Busters. Also, Dave could be dead. I don't know. Uh, this we're recording. This show is happening in the year that the the female Ghostbusters came out. I call that one Ghostbusters, and I call the other one old Ghostbusters. Um, people got mad uh, about women, and. Uh, they're like, it ruined my childhood. I'm like, well, you're an adult, so I think what ruined your childhood was time. Uh, <laughs> definitely time at some... Like, they didn't, you know, they didn't replace it in your memory. You can still watch that old movie. And they're like, oh, that, that's cool then. <laughs> I wish they were like that. Uh, I did a bunch of... I wrote a bunch of jokes about it because it made me, you know, fun. It made me mad, and it was fun to be mad at people, at sexists. Like, I don't want anybody to be unhappy, but if there are sexists, I do want... I want no to be sexist and nobody to be unhappy, but if there are sexists, I want them to be unhappy. And so I was like, female Ghostbusters, what's next? Female president, hopefully. And uh, female Ghostbusters, what's next? Females getting paid and respected throughout society? You know, uh, female... Like, there was a, a guy, I'd sort of like a sexist troll right back to me on Facebook where I put one of these jokes and he was he was like a transphobic, you know, queer phobic. That's not the phrase, but why not? Let's make some new words for them. And uh, he just like was full of kind of, you know, man hate. And uh, and he said, like, he's like, there's only men and there's only women. And basically, we probably already had our first female president if you count J. Edgar Hoover. <laughs> and I was like, I really like this because uh, J. Edgar Hoover was not a president. Uh... <laughs> There was a President Hoover, but that was uh, Herbert. <laughs> Herbert Hoover was our first female vacuum cleaner. And uh, in conclusion, you guys, <laughs> seems like we just started an hour ago. Uh, I, uh, I have a special on Netflix that you can watch that if anybody that you know has Netflix. And uh, I'm not really sure why more than one person has Netflix. Um, <laughs> Like, I have, like, we just, one person per month just pay $10? Like, what, like a $10 Netflix Jesus? And, uh, I said Nextflix. Why not? That's like a sequel to Netflix and, uh, the all-female version. Um, Nextflix. <laughs> Why not? I don't make mistakes. So, if you make a mistake, just keep making it, and then it's not one. Oh. Seems like that joke might have been a mistake. So, uh... <laughs> Pretend I said that joke again. We don't have time for it. But uh, if you like my special, you can give it five stars. And if you don't like it, you can also give it five stars. Uh, think about how many stars there are in the galaxy. There's like 100 billion. Five is a very low grade. And uh, I got a one-star review once that I liked. And uh, this is the last thing I'll tell you. I, I like this one-star review. Basically, the guy said, I don't know about these jokes. They might be good. He talked too fast. I'm dumb. And... <laughs> 
What I really liked about it was it was more a review of himself than me. You know what I mean? It was like the inception of reviews. He was like a review within a review. He's like, I don't know about this, but I do know about this, and I don't know. You know what I mean? Uh, I do know about it, and what I know about it is that I don't know. Uh, I just want to have more reviews from this guy. Send him to a restaurant. Be like, I don't know about this food. I put it in the wrong hole. My ear. I'm dumb. I don't know. Uh, send him to a museum. I don't know about this painting. I was outside the whole time looking the other way with my eyes closed. I'm dumb. Then I tried to put it in my ear, and it sounded like pizza. So, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't actually have Netflix myself. I just have my password from my old roommate who has his from his parents, and they get theirs from Kevin Bacon. So why doesn't everybody do that? Uh, and uh, a lot of comedians like to end with momentum. I'm of the opinion that momentum, mo problems. Do you know what I mean? So uh, thanks a lot, everybody. My name's Mike Kaplan. Enjoy your lives. Until death. That made me laugh a lot. That's Mike Kaplan, our Mike friend. Kaplan. Oh, boy, we are late. We're late to end yep, the show. We gotta go, so stop And I talking. asked you to have a fact, but I don't even have time for this fact. So just tell me in private. I, you don't know how to find me, and I'm not going to tell you. But the internet. You guys, thank you so much for coming. Come again to a different show. And I'll We're here every Tuesday. You other stuff. Guys, let's hear for all the people on the show Everybody, tonight. Everybody, you guys keep it going for Cameron Esposito. And that's Rhea Butcher. Have a great rest of your night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.